Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Chris Pistorius, the founder of Kickstart Dental Marketing. Now, working in the field of medical marketing, Chris understands how important trust and authority is. So listen up as we talk about building trust through our content marketing. Thanks for downloading. Now, online, we're very disconnected from our customers and clients, aren't we? We hardly actually see them or speak to them. So building trust and authority through our content marketing efforts is kind of essential. In this episode, I'm talking to Chris Pistorius, the founder of Kickstart Dental Marketing, who has a huge amount of experience in building trust and authority in a field where it's a must. You really need to trust your dentist, don't you? You really do. Um, We're talking strategies and formats and types of content needed, plus an awful lot more, so make sure you listen up. Uh, Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free. I'd love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media, subscribe via your favourite podcast app, Uh, just check out uh, more podcasts at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcast podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Chris was, where do we actually start? Where do we begin uh, when we're trying to build trust and authority using our content? Yeah, I think you just said it. I think that you have to start, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the most daunting task for a lot of people out there that are looking to do content marketing is it's kind of like starting a diet. It's just once you get started, you know, that's that's where it starts to get a little bit easier, right? And I think the thought of doing something like that is, you know, more daunting than the actual task itself. So for me, it's just, you know, actually just get started. And once you get started, that's that's the second that you start building authority and trust with people that you're trying to capture um, doing that type of marketing. I think the, the web and it's uh, the internet as a whole, it's kind of, you're kind of disconnected from people, aren't you? You're not, you're not one-to-one we're not seeing each other or speaking to each other and and when you kind of speak to somebody or you see someone and you're standing one-to-one with them that, that authority you kind of you, you know you, you we get it if the person's trying to trying to fiddle us or con us we know there's an authority there don't we when we when we speak to someone and see someone you don't get that so much with digital do you yeah i think you're absolutely right with that um you know it's sometimes you're just you know, I don't know if you've ever done, you know, people have ever done like webinars, for instance, right? Where yeah. you've got a lot of people, you know, on a webinar um, and, you know, you may not necessarily be able to see them or interact with them, especially if it's an audio only one. And so you're, you know, you're speaking and you can't see feedback and you can't see eyes move or you can't see people's reaction. And that's tough because, you know, there's people like me that really feed off of that. So when I'm just kind of talking or writing or whatever it may be, you know, not getting that immediate feedback can definitely be challenging. Yeah, because, I mean, you're in the world of, of um, dentistry, right? Um, right. M- marketing with dentists. And, like, if you're talking to a dentist about root canal and you see their eyes wandering off and they look absolutely bored, stiff, you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> I'm not going to that dentist. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's a great way to think about that. Um, so what kind of tactics can we kind of deploy on our website which would, would increase trust? Yeah. So, you know, it really kind of depends, you know, on what you're trying to achieve and who your market is. Right. Sure. So I'd, I'd first make sure that you know what your market is and who it is you're trying to speak to. Right. Or with, I should say. And don't I guess my biggest advice on this would be don't just, you know, stick to one tactic, meaning don't just write 
hundred word blogs every week, right? Yeah. Mix it up, do some video blogging too. That's, that's huge right now. And you know, people, and that's how you can build even more authority and trust and people can at least see, right? So I think you mix it up. It doesn't always have to be 300 words. And the, my biggest pet peeve is, you know, back in the day, you used to do blogging and, you know, content marketing, you know, for SEO in a way that is just loaded with keywords, right? And it sure. to the point to where the content didn't even really make sense because it was like, you know, cosmetic dentist in Sheboygan who's all over the place, right? That was the <laughs> yeah. keyword. And don't do that. That doesn't it doesn't do much anymore. If it does, it's it's short term. Speak naturally, write naturally, you know, really use good thought out content. But I think along those those metrics is just mix it up. Use video, use audio, use podcasts, whatever it may be, and and just switch it up that way. Yeah. Do you think we need to get to the point as well sometimes on on our on our websites? Because I, I know I know I've I've kind of like particularly on my, when I'm on, on mobile, I'm on my phone and I pull up a website or something. You, you genuinely just want to get to the point, don't you? Do you think we ought to be a little bit more direct? No question, because no. Yeah, no question, because people don't people are impatient. They're not yeah. going to read a whole article just to find a quick answer. Right. Sure. So like back to when I was in. In, in college for journalism, you know, they always talked about, you know, your most interesting statement or your most interesting part of the article needs to be in the first paragraph because sure. that's what get, gives you the hook, right? That's what people are, you know, you're answering a question or you're getting them intrigued. That'll actually make them read the rest of the article. So yeah, you want to answer the question really quickly. Um, people are impatient. They're not going to wait around. And, and, and I'm, you know, especially, you know, here in the United States, bullet points work real well because people don't want to read, you know, sure. huge paragraphs of text. So, you know, mix in some paragraphs with bullet points and that tends to work really well. You mentioned answering questions. Do you think that's in, that's really important is that you're kind of like answering the questions people are asking? Yeah, without question. In fact, you know, part of what we do is um, search engine optimization like we talked about earlier. Sure. And if you do a search now on Google where you, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and you look down the page a little bit, you know, a lot of times there's like these questions, like what other people are asking yeah. will actually show up on the Google search. Right. Yeah. And so when I look at that, that's where I get my topics for what I write for. So like for us, it's dentistry, right? We want to attract more dental practices. So we look at what questions are showing up on Google for our topics, and then we'll write blogs and do video blogs based off of those questions. I'm thinking, does a root canal hurt? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, because, I mean, people are asking that question. It's not a direct sales question, is it? It's not sort of like, where, you know, where can I find a great dentist? It is kind of like a question that somebody would ask the dentist if they were actually stood there talking to them face to face, right? That's right. That's exactly it. And and that, I suppose, helps helps create this um, this authority. Um so do, you mentioned video as well. Do you think video helps a lot with this authority building and trust? Uh, 100%. It's, it's, the, it's the most trustworthy right now, in my opinion. So it's, you know, especially in dentistry or healthcare, um, you know, that's the authority. The actual dentist is the authority, right? And yeah. they've got some built-in authority just because they're a dentist and they're the doctor, right? Yeah. So that helps. But, you know, having them on camera um, is a tremendous help. Um, but it would be like that for any industry, an auto mechanic, for instance, sure. you know, the mechanic themselves are the, are the authority. 
and to get them on camera talking about, you know, what's wrong with the transmission or how an oil change is important, you know, is, is going to be critical. And, you know, being able to use video to demonstrate that is, is uh, 100% um, authoritative in its own state. How have you found sort of like getting client testimonials, particularly in the medical side of it? And, and I'm thinking sort of like accountancy, law, medicine, these sorts of industries. I would imagine it's quite difficult getting, getting actually client testimonials. Would I be right? Yeah. In fact, it's funny you mentioned that. It is. Um, in most, of the, most of the testimonials that people talk about when they talk about online reviews are in the form of text, right? Yeah. But video reviews, again, you know, when you can see somebody and see their smile, for instance, in dentistry and say, tell people about their specific experience with the dentist, it goes so much further than just a text review. So, you know, we have a couple of options um, and this would work for any industry, not just dentistry, but um, we've developed some software that actually creates a link and we send that to the to the patient, if you will, on behalf of our client. And it lets them use their iPhone or Android or whatever it may be to actually leave a short video review. And we, we go through right. questions. We go to like, how was your experience? You know, how was the front desk? And they go through questions and they actually record the answers to those questions on their phone, on their video, and then submit it. We take it, we'll do some quick editing to it. And then all of a sudden we've got an awesome video review. So things like that, you know, can, yeah. are, the, are the next level, for instance. Yeah, that's really clever. That is. What's the take up on that like? Do, do many folk do it? No, but that's not mm. what it's about. Right? Sure. Yeah, if yeah. You yeah. can just get a handful of them, right? I mean, there's yeah. not nearly going to be as many people that'll do that versus leave a text review. Yeah. But you know, if you can just get one a month or two a month, right? That you build a library of these video reviews that are ongoing, and you know, it's it's incredible. So you know, people are just shy of the camera, and then there's another percentage that just don't want to leave a review anyway. So. Sure. It's it's not as big a percentage, but it's it's very powerful. Yeah. How, how do you get around, maybe if the dentist or whoever it is going to be going on video on camera and that are not too keen on it, how do you get around that sort of sort of thing and persuade them? Yeah, there's some people out there that just no matter what, they're not going to do it, right? I put my yeah. hand up on one of those, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's just, that's just the way it is. And yeah. then that's fine. That's why you've got to have a strategy that's built on multiple ways to get content done. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think when we talk to dentists and they're a little shy from what we talk about, okay, well, here's what it means for you in turn. And we put it kind of in dollars and cents and that, you know, we, this can make a big impact on your bottom line of your practice. And sometimes that'll sway minds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because I suppose you're also talking about when you when we particularly talk about maybe law and accountancy and medicine and that we're talking about a lot of money being spent as well, aren't we? So the yeah. more so than if you're just selling somebody I don't know a pair of trousers or something. Um, right. You've got to you've got to build more trust, more authority because your your product is is more expensive. Would that be right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's accurate for sure. And do you think there's? Do you think we need to build content for different stages of the pipeline? I'm, I'm thinking like if you if you're picking a new dentist, for example, uh, there's going to be quite a few stages. It's not going to be sort of like oh, I see a dentist and I'm just going to go and buy that dentist sort of thing. It could be a long process, couldn't it? So d does the content need to cover this all the different um, parts of the funnel? I suppose. Yeah, no question. In fact, we call it the new patient journey. 
Right. We see every every new patient, you know, everybody that's looking for a dentist kind of goes through this journey of kind of the very beginning, like discovery phase where they're trying to just find people on Google and ask for reviews. And there's a couple other stages and there's, you know, the advocate phase where they've, you know, they've already become a patient. Now, how do we market to our, you know, current patients? Right. And then there's everything in between. And yeah, there's content, you know, content in the discovery is way different than content for trying to bring a patient back in who's sure. already seen you. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, there's definitely different content strategies for every phase of that journey. Does email marketing play a part in this as well, do you think? It does. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure that it's as important as it was maybe even five years ago. Right. Um, it's become more difficult to do effective email marketing, in my opinion, anyway. I'm sure I get yeah. people to yeah. argue with me on that. But yeah. it's just that it's we're finding it's hard to um, – and it, what I'm talking about here is more cold email than, you know, yeah. uh, you know existing. But it's hard because – you know, Google and all these other major email providers have so many more spam safeguards and it's hard to sure. get email into email boxes now and cold email. Yeah. Now, existing patient, for instance, in my world, um, yes, it's still very effective to send emails to your to your current customers or current patients. Um, but when we're talking cold email, I, I just don't think it's as effective as it used to be. Yeah, that's so strange. That Ed, I mean, do you do you use email marketing with with existing clients quite a bit in the states? Because in the UK, I can't remember ever getting an email from my dentist ever. You know, there are some laws in effect, and I don't know about the UK. We don't have mm. any clients there, but um, like for instance, in Canada, there's some pretty strict um, laws on how you can market, you know, health services, dental services. So could have something to do with that, but yes, we use email marketing quite a bit for what we call reactivation campaigns. And again, this is something that any industry can use, but it's basically a trigger is set up. And if a patient hasn't been in and say seven months, right. Um, we, it goes to our email campaign where we send them a series of emails and text messages. And that's another great way for, for content marketing is text as well, but, um, it sends them through this, um, um, I don't know what you want to call it, kind of funnel, if you will, yeah, yeah. and tries to get them back into the, back into the practice. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move back to authority and trust and that can social media play a part in this? Because everybody trusts everyone on social media, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to, even when they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, there's no question about it. I mean, you can't ignore it. Um, sure. I think social media is more of a platform to get your content out to people, right? Yeah. So, you know, the videos that we're talking about, the, the emails we'll also use in or at least portions in social media. We'll also take reviews from patients, for instance, uh, have our graphics people kind of pretty it up and make it into a nice little image and put those reviews out on social media too, so that we can actually put reviews uh, to work for us. So yes, it's a great platform to get your content out to and and build a a, a very authoritative type uh, avenue through social media. Do you see the more visual channels working better like Instagram and that, or or is is it a little bit of everything? It's a little bit of everything. I don't think it's any one because it seems like, you know, some people are, are more savvy towards Facebook, some yeah. Instagram, you know, so we just kind of try to cover them all and, and get the word out that way. Um, would you would you post your videos as well on the social media as well? So would you would you kind of like, you, you know, once you've got all your videos set up, that goes out on social as well? Yeah, without question. In fact, we take our videos and kind of dice them up into little sections. And we'll use them as uh, ads, actual actual social media ads, like on right. uh, Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. 
I was thinking about competitor analysis as well, and I was thinking about looking at other uh, other people, your competition, basically, and seeing what they're doing, and then trying to match it or beat it or do something with it. Um, is this something which you do? Do you look at what everybody else is doing in, uh, around around a certain dental practice? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you always look for inspiration, I think, and comp- competitors are a great way to do that. I would just be careful not to fall in the trap and do exactly what they do. Right. right? And yeah, you know, yeah. certainly never just copy and paste what they've done. Sure. That can get you all kinds of issues. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's, you know, anywhere you can find inspiration is going to be great. But yeah, in the, within the industry itself is a, is a great way to go as well. Yeah. Do, do you think, um, I mean, how can we work out? How can we kind of work out if the competitors um, strategies are actually working because it could be doing damage. I suppose that's where an agency comes in. They got the experience. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, you don't know for sure, you know. No. But if it looks like it's, you know, they, the one thing that I look at is how long have they been doing it, right? Because sure. if they're continuing to do the same thing over and over and over for months or years, even um, that tells me that it's probably working. Because why would they put the assets towards that if it wasn't? Yeah, true. True. Um, you mentioned length as well. I mean, do, do you think uh, uh, it's more difficult to get fresh new uh, businesses, new dentists, new lawyers, people like that, uh, uh, building the, the, the authority quickly than it is for, for existing practices? Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of brand new practices come to us and we talk to them a lot about we've got to build authority quickly. Right. Yeah. And we'd like to do press releases um, when we can do when we can do them. Um, and the reason for that is that it, it helps in a multitude of ways. Number one, it helps with SEO because it creates very authoritative backlinks to the to the brand new domain name, right? Or sure. URL, the website, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's going to help the authority of the website itself. But also then a dentist can use those. And we can typically get a press release picked up by 30 or 40 different major news networks throughout the country. Sure. Um, and that will build authority because then we can almost say to people like, hey, we've been featured on Fox 34 or, you know, we've been featured on CBS and people see that on the website. And then they, we link to the actual articles and it builds a, immediate authority for people that who, who goes to the website. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use press releases to build authority. Those are just a couple. But I think that is a, a very important strategy for any new um, type of business. Are, are you going to sort of like regional and national um, uh, broadcasters as well, or, or press, in, in, instead of just sticking to local? Most of the ones on our network are like local affiliates, so like local right. Fox, you know, local CBS, you yeah. know, places like that. Yeah, yeah. So the the local side of it is obviously quite obviously very important. Which brings right. me on, which brings me on to the old um, Google My Business side of things. Um, how does how does that play into all of this nowadays, particularly with with small local businesses? Yeah, well, for me, Google My Business is huge because if we can get our clients ranked within that, um, it really can dramatically help their dental practice in a positive way. So what we use content for is for like what I just talked about creating backlinks. Um, creating uh, more website traffic and all of that will help you in Google My Business in terms of ranking. But recently, I shouldn't say recently, it's probably been over a year, I guess now, where um, within Google My Business, you can actually do blogging. So you can put your blog directly onto Google My Business. And there's a lot of different ways that you can optimize those to help your rankings on Google My Business, like creating links to your website, doing this, that, or the other thing. So, 
there's a lot Google My Business is huge and there's a lot of yeah, different yeah. ways to use it, but it definitely ties into content marketing. Do you think for local businesses, um, Google My Business is kind of taking over from the old traditional SEO style of things we did? Yeah, I think I think for sure. I think in fact I tell people this all the time. I don't know how old um, a lot of people listening to this will be, but I think Google My Business is really the new phone book, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah. You know, people yeah people's eyes are attracted to that local section, especially when they're doing, you know, geo-targeted type searches like plumber in Denver or dentist in yeah. Parker, right? Cause that's when those, that those Google my business listings pop up. So they're, they're attracted to those because they can see driving directions. They can see the reviews. They can go to the website. They can see tons of information about a business without really having to do anything else. So it gives them so much information to make decisions on that um, eyeballs are attracted there. And it's it's a huge part of uh, mar a local businesses marketing strategy for sure. Yeah. Would you say it's more important than the website? Mm, mm. It's pretty close. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, what I tell people about local businesses about websites is that they're like, websites are incredible because they're like the hub of all of their marketing activity, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. So if you do direct mail, if you go out and buy a billboard, if you do SEO, people are going to funnel in through the website. So even Google My Business, yeah, they get a lot of information there and there are going to be quite a few people that don't go any further than that and they just pick up the phone and call. But there's going to be a lot of people still go to that client's website and check them out before they actually take action. Yeah, so, so you, you're using Google yeah. My Business is kind of like the main discovery place. Right, right. Yeah. Is it easy to get reviews on Google My Business? Same as, same, can you use your little app to do that? Yeah, so um, as of the last time I checked anyway, and I don't do, we have our own SEO director who's in charge of all this sure. stuff, but yeah, I don't yeah. think you can post videos directly onto Google My Business. Right. Um, but you can link to them through content. So that's how we that's how we really get video associated with Google My Business. Yeah, and I suppose all of that plays into the whole building of your authority and your trust, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, thanks ever so much. It's been fascinating chatting to you and listening to me because we, we, I don't get too many folks on from specific fields, do you know what I mean? Like medical right. stuff and that. So it's nice talking about something where authority and trust is obviously important if you're having some of root course. canal done or something. Um, <laughs> uh, where can we find you? Where's your website and all your social media bits? Yeah, I think uh, probably the easiest is kickstartdental.com, kind of like kickstart a motorcycle, but kickstartdental.com. And uh, all of our stuff is there, all of our social media. If you happen to be a dentist listening, there's a place to, a uh, button to click to do a free strategy session. Um, those are all done with me directly. We go over cool. kind of uh, competitive analysis, market analysis, things like that. So that's probably the, the easiest way to, to reach out to me. Brilliant. What I'll do, I'll stick some links in the show notes so folks can just tap on those straight away. Great. Um, Chris, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Chris for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. It's absolutely everywhere. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.